This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's such a good film mm -hmm. and it's still really, really good. There's so many great things about it. The it's robotics are great. Um, it's got a great Bill Paxton cameo in it. The theme for it is amazing. It's such a good theme. Oh, and the best scores. You mean score? Yeah. 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 But they're like the, the Terminator theme that they use again in Terminator 2. It's really interesting. I was reading about how sort of seriously Arnie took this and how much sort of thought he put into it. And, you know, a lot of preparation went into it for him to be this robot that is essentially a robot, but yeah. also has human elements, which makes him so scary. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Flix Watcher. Joining us in the studio, we have Dane. I need your clothes, your boots and your attention. Bumby. Hi. <laughs> and as always, Kobe. Hi, guys. <laughs> and we are reviewing The Terminator. Thank you, as always, to the mighty people for the mighty, mighty tunes. And thanks to Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. Please do remember to write a review and rate us on Apple Podcasts anywhere you can do where you listen to the podcast because it really does help us. And you can join in the conversation with us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod and on Instagram at FlixWatcher. Hello and welcome to this episode of FlixWatcher Podcast. In our studio today, we have Dane and Fumby. If you would like to say hello to our listeners and tell them about the pod work that you do. Uh, so uh, I'm Dane Baptiste. Uh, hello, everyone. Um, I have my uh, podcast on iTunes and Spotify, which is called Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, which is a podcast where myself and my producer friend Howard Cohen, a.k.a. The Heza, pose the questions that need to be asked. Uh, and we're just trying to introduce a culture of people who are able to ask questions in our society. So check it out. Uh, some amazing alumni there. And I'm also in an amazing podcast uh, with my colleague Fumbi, which yes. he will tell you about right now. Quotas full podcast, the only podcast where the quotas are full. <laughs> That's not the tagline, but I thought that'd be fun. I like it. And it's with myself, Dane, of course, K Kurd, Ola, uh, Tez, Ishan, shout to the mandem. And yeah, it's just a podcast that where a bunch of comedians get together and shoot the shit, so to speak. This is basically what you guys do anyway. And, and, That's it, yeah, man. And just recording that. Shoot the, shoot the shit. We need the, the dough and just make shit, shitty sandwiches. It's funny. Yeah, and food for four, basically. And we, yeah, the idea, idea of our show, Quotas Full, is that for anybody that exists outside of what is referred to as, guess, the normal dominant culture or aesthetic of comedy, mm. then they always have a seat at our table. Yeah. Um, so that's the idea of Quotas Full. There's a spot for you. We're taking all the misfits, whoever you are. <laughs> the misfits of comedy. All yeah. the misfits of comedy. Everybody, everybody's not on the cool table. 
if if comedy was high school, if you're not on the cool table, you can come and hang with us. Well, we'll send them your way. Sure, for sure. Please do. Just for sure, just for clear, just to be clear, though, I, I could hang on the cool table at high school as well. Yeah, we could, but that's what, <laughs> that's what makes us cool, though, is that we don't have to depend on conforming. Yeah, you, you know. yeah, I was on every table. Yeah. Same here, same. <laughs> I, I, mean, I played sports and you know, like music, yeah, yeah, you know. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm quite is, smart as well. Thinks, so yeah, yeah, yeah. She thinks Helen and I don't really support any kind of idea of conformity within that kind of institution, so we just bunk, am I right, Helen? I, I didn't even sit down. <laughs> just leaned, just leaned. I'll take my tray to the end of like the, ta- of, like, the canteen and just throw it in a bin and be like, this is a waste of everyone's time. Then I'd leave. Was it the full tray as well, you hadn't eaten. Yeah, that's it. Just went I bought the food, threw it away. Threw it away. Yeah. Because it's my, my tray was futile. That's how I felt. Like, it's just a representation. Food is futile. My tray was empty because school dinners, like, custard, like cake and custard, that was my thing, man. That was a thing. We're, right, we're talking today about... <laughs> Speaking of... The Terminator, which is your choice, Dane. Yes. Can you tell us why you chose it and give us, well... A one-minute synopsis. Yeah, I can. Uh, so, uh, basically, I chose it because I think it's one of the best films I've ever seen. The first time I saw The Terminator, my mother, uh, it's going to sound dark, but my mother was in hospital. Uh, she had had a, uh, a tumour and had to have a hysterectomy to remove that. Uh, so, a lot was on my mind when that came out. And she was staying at Blackheath Hospital, which uh, provides private healthcare. So, you get, like, a film channel. And so, we all went to visit my mum. Mm. And the film came on. And it was very scary at the time because I think the film was like in 1984. And I probably may have seen the film, I guess, maybe let's say 1987. So I'm probably way too young to see it. How, so how old are you, 1987? Mm, no, yeah. six? Sure. Five going on six, maybe five going on six. So I was pretty young. Maybe it must have been later than that. Maybe 88. Let's say 88. So I was like seven going on eight, maybe. Too young. This too is, young, this though, is 18, point. though. That's the way point. Way too young to be seeing it. But I was, at the time, at the time, you know, I used to watch Tomorrow's World and stuff when I was a kid. And uh, What's Tomorrow's World? Got so to see the Terminator. So like BBC Two in the morning. <laughs> the future. Like, the future thing. About, oh, yeah, I love Tomorrow's World, like, but you didn't have like... So this is the synopsis. So sure. the idea, uh, so um, The Terminator was a film <laughs> by a legendary director and uh, uh, James Cameron, which we, I'm sure we all know for some of the biggest films the box office has ever seen. Uh, this was a film that kind of cemented his career and uh, it introduced a genre of science fiction which is referred to as tech noir um, because it was kind of like yeah like a film noir but obviously with a these science fiction overtones very much influenced by like Philip K. Dick and stuff Uh, but the film is about a uh, cybernetic assassin that is sent back in time uh, to kill uh, our protagonist Sarah Connor played by uh, Linda Linda Hamilton Uh, Linda Hamilton she married Cameron didn't she? She did, yeah, yeah. She did, yeah, yeah. They're not married anymore. No, no, no. no, no. Um, so played by Linda Hamilton. Um, and Was that before K-Biggs? Catherine Bigelow? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, they, I think they would have been. Linda Hamilton, star of Beauty and the Beast. Is she? Yeah. On Netflix? No, no, like way back, there used to be this series on TV called, it was called Beauty and the Beast or something, right? No, I didn't. Yeah, I, used, I don't know what I used to watch. I had a cable box real early, but look up on IMDb, Beauty and the Beast and Linda Hamilton. But uh, yeah, so she's one of the antagonists. She's just a normal girl working as a waitress in uh, Los Angeles. And then she also chances upon another very strange guy uh, called Kyle Reese, uh, who becomes her protector because it transpires that Sarah Connor is not a regular woman. She's actually the scion for the person, John Connor, who in the future, 2029, will turn the tide in the upcoming war that human beings will have against machines, which uh, will follow a uh, post-apocalyptic nuclear war, uh, and which makes sense because I guess the film came out in 1984, so there was still kind of the embers of the Cold War still kind of existed. So sure. nu- the threat of nuclear war was still very clear and present in the minds of Americans especially. Um, and yeah, the film was just a very, uh, I thought it was very good, it was very slick, uh, 
however violent uh, film was shoot uh, with a lot of aesthetic which you would normally see in like you know I guess Japanese cinema and stuff yeah. uh, and especially the technology that it deals with and um, yeah the budget was about 6.7 million I made about 78 million yeah I'm sure it just went, so, yeah, so, went yeah, back yeah, then that's, that's, that's so, Avengers yeah. in the 80s right but, um, uh, yeah was it, and also basically this film cemented Arnold Schwarzenegger as well, yeah. the the uh, quintessential action star well it's him Dolph, would you say? Dolph. Oh, Dolph had, had Dolph come on the scene at this point? Rocky IV. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. But I think, no, so Dolph wasn't Him, Dolph, Bruce, and uh, so, yeah. Stallone. Stallone, so, yeah. 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 Dolph, Bruce, and Chuck. Stallone. Chuck. Yeah, Chuck is man. Chuck's, Chuck is preceding. Chuck's not. So, are we talking 80s onwards? Yeah. So, 80s onwards, yeah, would be Arnie was the original guy, then Dolph later on, Seagal, uh, Van Damme. And <laughs> Just off the top of his head. Basically, yeah, yeah. Van Damme. Because the thing is, like, it was between, like, my dad was like a Kung Fu film and action film fan. Yeah. And then what happened was, was that Bruce Lee died. Then there was, like, Bruce Lai with an I. Then Bruce Lee with one E. And then in a massive sweep of of uh, cultural appropriation, your martial art antagonist became all of these white guys uh, until probably about, like, the 90s when, like... Yeah, Jet Li's and stuff. Yeah, come exactly, back yeah. And there was a nice resurgence and stuff. Yeah. So, like, but for a while, those are, like, the top guys, which, and that's why they're immortalised again when you see something like uh, The Expendables. But this is where these guys all started. Helen, what are your thoughts on Terminator? Um, so, I haven't seen The Terminator as much as Terminator 2, just because availability of it in the early yeah. 90s was pretty... It was pretty hard to get and you basically had to have someone have it on VHS to watch. Um, watching it again for this, it's such a good film mm -hmm. and it's still really, really good. There's so many great things about it. The Stan Winston um, special effects, I still think they it, look pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, all the, yeah. the robotics great. are great. Um, it's got a great Bill Paxton cameo in it. The theme for it is amazing. It's such a good theme. Oh, and the best scores you mean the score. in that film. Yeah, yeah. 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 but they're like the, the Terminator theme that they use again in Terminator 2. And um, yeah, it's really interesting. I was reading about how sort of seriously Arnie took this and mm. how much sort of thought he put into it. And, you know, a lot of preparation went into it for him to be this robot that is... He's essentially a robot, but yeah. also has human well, elements, well, which makes him so scary. A cyborg, yeah. this is the thing, mm. which they allude to in the film, because obviously a robot is just an automaton, whereas a cyborg is like a robot with uh, human tissue or organs. An android, however, is a robot that is designed to appear human, in case you were all wondering. There we go. <laughs> I was schooled on my cyborgs. <laughs> well, you know, you never know, Westworld might come up at some point. From but you've not seen this for a while. Uh, but no, you saw I it haven't. as a kid. But what were you, what do you remember from that? It's funny because listening to um, Helen now, I'm going to watch this like tonight. Well, it's on Netflix. Yeah, because I didn't <laughs> as a kid. I didn't. I was think I was too young to get it myself. Right. I just remember Arnold being naked when he came into that scene. I'm like, damn, why is his ass out in the yeah. movie? You know. And then At the just, observatory. Yeah, not yeah. just his ass, as I noticed. On the yeah, there was a bit of yeah, there was a bit of uh, floppage. Really? Yeah. That's it. Good Bro, camera work. A little, but bit, I did, I did, little bit of cyber willy. Mm -hmm. But I love the opening scene, you know, where he walks yeah. into the bar and he's in the check and, you know, no spoilers. And so that that was, like, captivating as a kid. Mm -hmm. That's cool, isn't it, to walk into a bar, take everyone's clothes and drive up on a bike. But then the actual concept of the movie and, the you know, the whole future thing, I didn't pick that up. Terminator 2, I jumped in because the kid was there and yeah, it was a nice relationship. It. But this one, I struggled to get the con. And I've seen it a lot of times as a kid because I watched in Nigeria yeah. and you just had it on CD so you just watch it all the time but I never really got the con. I watched it for little scenes but I never really got the concept. So I'm going to watch it back now and see what I feel. 
Because I watched Robocop recently the other day, and I, and I, you know, I was like, oh my God, this is an amazing movie. So yeah, we talked, we talked about Robocop recently for our 100th episode, and it's like, yeah, so I watched Robocop when I was seven. You shouldn't watch yeah, that. I watched me when too. I was seven yeah. too, me to be too. It's like, that, oh it's, like kind of it's like, what are you doing? It's amazing. My mum my mom went to the video shop to get Robocop for me. Because, because it just, looks like a science fiction film. It's just a no, dude she, in a robot She knew suit. what she was doing. Okay. <laughs> but she just, right. she just relented from all of the, can I watch Robocop? Can I watch Robocop? Okay. All right. As long as you shut up. Yeah, yeah. But I remember we, I saw Terminator about that, maybe about nine or ten-ish mm-hmm. and went to visit some cousins in um, from Manchester came to London visit some cousins and we're staying in Golders Green randomly and the day before we watched Predator fine action gore everything the day before I was like well can we watch The Terminator I've not seen this he's got the same guy from The Predator she's like oh okay and we watched it and then she fast forwarded at one bit oh I knew what bit which yeah. bit the, the sex scene yeah that's so, the bit she fast forwarded. Yeah. Bill Paxman's heart gets ripped out at the beginning of this film. Do you see what Literally, I'm his heart gets ripped out. The dude takes his own eye. Do you see what I'm saying? This, what, this, this is my point. It's like it's okay for you to see all this violence, but all the, a nipple, it cannot would be you, seen. Would you? This is Golders Green in Dubai. <laughs> That's Golders Green, like <laughs> two had, miles up that way. In the Emirates, if you watch films like on the flights, like mm. Emirates and stuff, like the violence will be in there. But it'd be like, like I watch like Fast and the Furious, and there's violence and stuff like that. But then they like, if a lady's in a thong, then that's like that's out. out, which is. I think I think that disparity is you've seen a lot of TV shows now with the, like The Walking Dead. Well, you wouldn't have known how and why. No, but when you when who, you, when I was, when I was seven, that made the whole concept I didn't make so, any yeah. sense to me. When I was seven, it's just like there's a big guy blowing shit up, and so until later you start to actually understand plot and stuff like that. Like Robocop, it's just like gets blown apart, turns into a Robocop, shoots people, and that's that's the storyline when you're seven. Well, you're this seven. is yeah. quite a confusing film, especially for me because I'd seen Terminator Two first, right? Uh. And then obviously I'm like, oh, but he's the bad guy in this, mm. and you have to that's, reassociate that's, your association took, yeah, with Arnie. That's a big part of the flip for T Two. It like, okay, when I watched right, T Two, and I was like. So I like Arnie now. <laughs> and it was really weird because I started to like... Because this was like one of the first Arnie films I saw. Yeah. I don't know if you know as a kid, when you see a bad guy, you just assume he's a bad guy. Yeah. And so in every film, he was a bad was guy. the same bad me. guy, yeah. But then he started doing films like Type Kindergarten. Casting is called. Right. He started doing films like <laughs> Kindergarten Cop and I saw him in Twins. And I started to like him. So when I saw him in Terminator 2, I was like, oh, I like him now. And it's like really cool to like him. Not really understanding that. I'm not going to lie. I liked him in the first one. Too. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, the, it's, you know, it's that iconic. When he's mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's mean. It's like the anti-hero thing. It's cold and unfeeling and stuff. He's methodical. He's calculated. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think he just, again, the best part sets the tone for so many antagonists. And uh, I mean, there's there's so many things that stand out. Like I said, he's like literally just the efficiency in his terminations is mm. as he pulls out somebody's heart. Uh, so he does his own eye. Yeah. yeah, so he gets damaged but by the car crash. you can see the... The makeup. Yeah, the, the, that's, the what process, said, that's what I said about time, special effects. By the time, the animatronics in some... I mean, some, it was top beams yeah, then. Well, even, but even then, though, sometimes I find that the animatronics is still... Uh, better than bit, CGI. A bit, bit better than CGI. Yeah. Sometimes you get a kind of like, they do it for, for the sake of it. And I like this because, like, he's a robot anyway, so having prosthesis and him kind of moving quasi-robotically... Mm actually work better having animatronics actually work better because he is a cyborg himself so yeah i mean i just can't speak about how like iconic the images are in this film um there's like a even, whole... even that picture there like that was definitely influenced um, Wait, i mean we're on the podcast Sylvester. St- oh so there's a picture the picture <laughs> with uh, schwarzenegger and like all the, the red like very 80s lines behind him sure is a very for anyone who kind of knows which one the icon I'm talking about. It's pretty much what the yeah. the, 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 the VHS cassette. Mm. But it's uh, very similar to a uh, Sylvester Stallone and Cobra. 
Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, he yeah. Is, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. You notice in the, in the police station when they um, when he goes to the police station, yeah. there's like a fiery yellow backdrop when the fire comes up, mm. and you just just the lighting is amazing because it just lights up the whole. Well, this is the thing about films in the '80s when they had any kind of budget. That's why yeah. they, that's why they hold up because they yeah, shot yeah. properly. Yeah, because they were, they were creative. Yeah, they, you know they had to get busy. James Cameron's it. like he's all about the visual the visual the visual art of it. Um, I yeah. So I mean. One going back to the thing about the, me not watching the sex scene. Um, one thing I hate nowadays about modern television, like The Walking Dead, is it can blow people's heads apart, but you can't swear in it. You can't see. You can't have any kind of nudity, and that to me is the disparity. And when mm-hmm. when I was thinking about that, back to when my cousin fast forwarded past the sex scene, I was like, well, this is the most natural part of this whole film, mm-hmm. and you don't want people to see that. Yeah. And this is what probably turned this from a fifteen to an eighteen. Actually, it was that probably the, yeah. The, yeah. yeah. It's quite interesting yeah, yeah. as well how. We, we as as adults we can't we don't think kids can because you've been watching these two people mm. go on a journey to the point where they're gonna make love yeah which is the natural you know course in that and trauma, we're not thinking trauma, of trauma is a real aphrodisiac but, <laughs> but we're not thinking it's as a, like films. oh they followed their journey like, oh my god they're watching them have sex and like no we've seen them build this relationship exactly so we're not looking at like yeah get it on we're like oh my god they're in love you know what I'm saying <laughs> also if you've seen the film Nine Songs then you no, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Different. if I mean, you watched that's... Dallas as a kid or Dynasty on TV you were ready for where the sex is concerned it was not, I didn't find it particularly graphic no, it, was, it, was, it was like showgirl sex yeah it's just literally there was, there was nipple there was free nipple on both sides and, and that was more like because they were lying there and odds it are like, it wasn't Linda Hamilton's nipple um, well we can I'll try and <laughs> we can I'll evaluate it. that later on and see what happens um, how does this compare for you, for Terminator 2 for you Helen you said you've seen 2-2 two, two more and then let's talk a bit about the subsequent mm. ones yeah we have to well yeah. I mean for, <laughs> well, one. I think I only really like Terminator and, and Terminator 2 I don't really have any affection for any of the other ones and James Cameron doesn't get any money or anything from any of those um, sure he just at some point, it's just to do with the rights and things. But I think you might be trying to get the rights back, and I think people are kind of waiting for that moment so they can hopefully. The, there is the newest instalment, yeah. which Dark Fate, I want to say. Don't That's, care. Is, that, is, it, is it Dark Fate? Possibly, yeah. It's one of those. But uh, reintroduces uh, Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor. Right. Uh, and also Edward uh, Furlong is going to be back. Oh, I mean, oh, no. I, know. I hope he's okay. I, I mean, I haven't seen since American History X. Yeah, that was, yeah, it was T2 and so, uh, American History X. He was and, good in that too. He was yeah. incredible in that. Um, I feel like he's a good actor. He's just one of those troubled No, yeah, he's, he's a child actor. He's you know, actor. good in those two films, but yeah. Hollywood's not really being kind no, it's not to him. Spat him out. Nothing kind it does it, it does it, it does it. He'll be all right. Macaulay Culkin, you know, they bring him back at home alone. Wow. And Macaulay <laughs> Culkin tweeted, he tweeted, he was like, dude, was you funny. better call me. And that was funny. Yeah. So maybe Edward Furlong will do the same thing. The iconic um, Public Enemy t-shirt in the Terminator 2. That shit was pretty cool. So, yeah, so how your the thoughts? I enjoy Terminator 2 a lot because there's a lot more funny moments and the special effects on it are crazy. And obviously, Robert Patrick is the T1000. He's terrifying. He is terrifying. I mean, I I thought Arnie was good in part one as his relentless desire to kill this guy. I said to myself, well, they definitely upgraded on this one. Yeah, yeah. It's like you go into the phone shop, you're Nokia 2310, you come out with your your iPhone. Yeah, (laughs) that bit in the kitchen when when he pretends to be um, John Connor's foster mother. Oh, my God. Like, I want Dr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's not like the efficiency with the 2000 is just. So John, yeah. When are you coming home? Yeah. <laughs> then yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 Have yeah, you seen the, direct, the director's uh, cut of um, that's the, the ultimate no, version? Yeah, yeah it's so good. good. So so good. Okay. Yeah, and to, but that's one thing that that's the main thing that annoys me about Netflix is that I watched T, I watched the Terminator and thought, yeah, let's oh, watch T two. Yeah. No. 
No, they don't do that. So a lot of the Marvel stuff will have like Thor 2, but not yeah. like Thor 1. <laughs> like, can you give me Thor 1 right. so I can lean yeah, into yeah, this, yeah, mate? It's it's kind of, Disney Plus is going to hook us up. Well, it's it's going to hook us up, isn't it? Subject, though, Take yeah, our money yeah, away. We, we, can't, we can't talk up the work of Industrial Light and Magic. I am, yeah. Because, yeah, that was amazingly done. T2 you're talking about now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. T, uh, T, uh, T1, still, still really good. Still really good. Um, you Again, like Tech Noir, where it didn't have to rely too much on like Overkill with their special effects and stuff. Uh-huh. You, I think it's combined with the special effects used and just the whole kind of cadence and presence of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, let's talk about Arnie. Idea. Let's yeah. talk about Arnie. Like this, t- you know, these films, you have Total Recall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This guy was ubiquitous. Well, at, least, was. As like, at least as like a, a proto-teen Listen, in, the, in the 80s and 90s. This, uh, yeah, Arnold Red Alert. Arnold, Arnold, Red Alert, Red Arnold Schwarzenegger was to action movies what Michael Jackson was music to music in the 80s. Right. I, I'm, I would go so far as to say that. Like, like I, I'd have to concur. To, to, Total Recall and then yep. Predator. Yeah. Terminator, Terminator, Terminator fran- uh, Kindergarten franchise. Cop. Conan. Running Man. Running, Running Man, Man, yeah. That's, that should be. Yeah, Twins, if you want a comedy. Yeah. I mean, that's from last 90s, action 90s hero. Or stuff. that's more like 90s. As yeah. his last action hero. And that, again, you know, very successfully was able True to kind of parody himself or satirize himself. True Lies. Last action hero. Yeah, that's, True that's, Lies. That's the film I want that's to see. True Lies. That's, a, that's an that outstanding film. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's got to be loads more that we've not even included. Commando. Commando, <laughs> yes. which was a ridiculous film. That's got. Is that still the highest point of the in the scene? I don't know, then Hot Shots part do overtake that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Hot Shots, that's a fucking amazing franchise. It is. I love that well, shit. Well, it's two films. Is it a franchise? I mean, I don't know. Is it your first franchise? Two films? Two films? Hot Shots. Okay. Hot. Yeah. Well, they're maybe not a franchise. You have to be three in to do a franchise. That's a trilogy, though. Yeah, well, I don't know. So let's just say... <laughs> Fast and Furious is a franchise. We'll say... Yeah, Fast F and F. Yeah, that's a, that's that's a franchise. A fr- that's a franchise. But franchise, so are we saying franchises are like, so it's not a trilogy? I think it's. Or an anthology. It's at least like wanting to have more in the series. Hot Shots is like done and done. So the franchise can also include spin offs. Yeah. yeah, and you can also continue it even though your main characters aren't in it. Yeah. yeah. Like Rocky. Yeah. I mean, you can try and yeah. continue it. Yeah. Yeah, Rocky and Creed are uh, franch- Creed is a franchise yeah, part of Rocky. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The thing with um, t- the rest of the Terminators after Terminator 2. Yeah. I just... So they suck. There you go. You know that's what the funny thing? You know what the funny thing? It's almost like modern day technology did not serve us. No. Do you know what I mean? It's like, no, that's not what we loved about and it. Because you've got new cool notes, machines. So it's notes and metrics because the Terminatrix... No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Such a shame. Such a shame that we introduced a Terminatrix and she's should so be, impossibly should be badass. powerful. Yeah. And it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, it's, just, just, it's really sad because obviously at the end of the third one, I mean, should we say? No. Okay. I thought it was... My advice is not to watch it anyway. Oh, yeah, I mean, don't, just don't watch it. Don't watch it. Yeah. But any, you, anyway, it what, gets to the point where Arnie is, is no longer as powerful as we know and love him yes. for, and it's really sad. Yeah, not in the cool way, like in uh, the Wolverine film, <laughs> Old Man Logan. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We need to go to the scores, guys, because we're a bit time-crunched. Uh, Dane. Recommendability, if you are into science fiction and or film noir or uh, action films and suspense films, action thrillers, five. Sublime. Just like, this is, uh, yeah, again, a benchmark for uh, epic films. And, you know, 
I mean, if you know James Cameron, this is like the film that launched his career, so there's all more do I need to say. From me? I'm going to give it a four and a half. But if you're going back to the podcast, like in the future, after I watch it tonight, I'll probably give it a five. <laughs> <laughs> Helen? I'm also going to give it a five. Um, it's it's still as brilliant as it was back then, uh, which is a testament to the the directing, the acting, the the script, everything about it. And um, yeah, uh, five. Um, I'm going to give it 4.8. Point one for the nudity taken away because make it difficult to recommend to young kids. Obviously, oh, but you can't. You wouldn't work it because <laughs> it's joking. an 18. And the point and point one for the. Again, it'll be hard to recommend to my mum because she doesn't like the violence. I mean, I'm so just saying that. So four point eight is still high. I mean, okay. porn, porn is free on the internet, you know, Kobe. But for, I mean, I couldn't. I'll tell her that. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. recommend yeah. this to my mum. Yeah, mum, <laughs> see. <laughs> a repeat viewing score, Dane. Uh, I'm going to give it a. Uh, depending on frequency and how you revisit it, but I'm um, going to say yeah. this is like I'm going to give it. No, I'm going to give it five. I mean, this is this is like to me. This is like a. Christmas time, okay. late, late Christmas, you're home from like a, a night out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's not mid, it's, it's not this, this is like this is like, like when I'm not mid afternoon Christmas. When I, yeah, when I get out when I get out of town for example and like I'm staying in let's say I'm staying in Manchester mm. and it's like the uh film for like Saturday film. Yeah, that's that that's a nice popcorn um accompaniment. For me. I'm gonna say four. Because for me I haven't watched it in a long time, but I also know that a lot of people will probably think they can watch this every weekend. Yeah. But I do believe, like, uh, it's definitely got repeat value in terms of it's one of those films that you do say, I should watch The Terminator again to see what you miss. Yeah, I, was, I mean, I was super glad when you recommended it because I was when you suggested it because I hadn't seen it for at least 10 years. And I was like, yeah, fuck. Fresh eyes. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait tonight. Helen. Um, I can't remember the last time I've seen it. I have seen it a, f- a few times before, but nowhere near as many times as Terminator 2. And I just think that is the availability yeah. of it when it just wasn't available to watch as much so um i'm gonna give it 4.5 i really 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 enjoyed re-watching it um i'm gonna go for 4.5 as well i think now it's on it'll be something to watch uh every year but i think i, I would want a double bill yeah like, like my, to, of course yeah, my, yeah, my yeah, wife's yeah. away and i think yeah i'm gonna watch Terminator two one works one. like alien yeah. does you see the first two the others didn't happen yeah that's how that works a small screen if, score. If any studios thought right? that. Right? Yeah. Oh, God. Jurassic World. What's next? Dane. Jurassic small screen Dinos- score. Dinosaurs in space. Yeah. <laughs> no one likes that. That's terrible. Uh, small screen score. I'm going to give it another... Uh, I'm not sure if I'm in the right category, but I might save it for engagement. So I'm going to say, for now, I'm going to give it this a five. Five. For small screen? Because Yeah. I mean, the translates just fine. You get this on a nice DVD and stuff. It still holds up. I mean, yeah, right. again... Again, not relying too much on being HD or any kind of THX, man. Like, for a science fiction film, mm-hmm. this kind of works a lot more with the suspense. So than the, I think than the and I watched, effects. Yeah, and I watched, and I, the first time I saw the film was on a very small screen in sure. a hospital room. And, oh, yeah. And it was very engaging for me. So I'm mm-hmm. going to give it a four. Um, I can't remember the last time I saw this film. <laughs> everyone goes to Terminator 2, that's why. I get it. This is it. Um, I'd say I've only ever seen it on a, a TV yeah. size. Um mm. And that's all I've ever known. But I think I would like to see it in the cinema, maybe Prince Charles, as double a bill. double bill. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm saying Prince Charles two. double bill. No, I don't. That sounds, so sounds magical. For that, I'm going to give it a 4.5. I'm going to give it a 3.5 for the same reasons. I think I'd love to see this. I didn't see T1 in the cinemas. Uh, sorry, I haven't seen T2 in the cinemas. I haven't seen Terminator no, no. This in the cinemas. And I think I, I feel It'd I need to. Bill, I need to, to complete my life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to do 3.5. Engagement score, Dane. All right, so this is where it might get because I feel this film definitely holds up aesthetically, and so far the themes still hold up. 
my only thing is uh, in a more enlightened world roles of the black actors massively diminished mm. like That's the film it. opens with like the time pool opening and it's a black guy being like ah oh, god damn <laughs> <laughs> literally <laughs> god damn it's like you're watching this the fabric of time and space being <laughs> <laughs> probably a bit more in your vocabulary than sure that. and then another part when he goes and commits the massacre in the police station the guy's like damn and it's like watching policemen being mowed down by an invincible gunman <laughs> I'd probably have a lot more to say regarding this um, be a bit more verbose about yeah, it yeah I'd be a bit more verbose that, that and then also I have this whole thing about like my interpretation of Terminator 2 is I call it not Judgment Day I call it the tragedy of Miles Dyson I don't remember the so Miles Dyson is the <laughs> black protagonist who is the foremost authority on ah, cybernetics okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, foremost yeah, yeah. authority on cybernetics what a deviation from your normal archetypal black protagonist mm. intelligent gainfully employed leading <laughs> his industry lovely black wife lovely black sacrificed child, himself positive aesthetics can he live in peace no he can't because there's a psycho <laughs> walking into what's supposed to be a gated community <laughs> with a fully automatic weapon taking shots at his head what does he do does he call security no he hears her out and he makes the changes required to change the world now does he take time to write a will and make sure that his family become the primary benefactors of his wealth being the foremost authority on cybernetics no he doesn't he picks up sticks and he goes to cyberdyne systems and, and destroys he what, what he built and what do they do make five more motherfucking films Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> making Miles Dyson's death in vain R.I.P. Miles I ain't looking like that man so that takes you up Spoilers there for T2, uh, but if you've, you've you've seen T2, come on guys. Yeah. Um, so, engagement so, score for this. So based on that, I'm gonna give it 3.8. <laughs> From B, um, I'm gonna give it. You know what? I, I I thought it was very. Again, I need to see this again. But I do remember maybe because I was a kid, there was a part where I thought this is quite boring, and it's the part where they have that downtime just before the love scene in there. Mm. It just got a bit wordy for me. Well, that's that's probably part of being the kid, isn't it? Yeah. I but wanted to that's where, the they, that's where they, this, <laughs> this is the bit in the script where it goes, exposition. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it gave it, that part of the film probably gave it the context of the whole th- reason why we're here. Mm. But, as a kid, I'm looking just for more police stations to be blown up. Possibly, what else can you do with this I robot? Mean, you know it means what I mean? the, that's the thing. I now, when I, I'm with a woman in private, I'm like, are you aware that uh, global superpowers continue to proliferate their nuclear weapons and they may culminate in the post-apocalyptic war when we go toward artificial intelligence? You see what's happening on social media. And then she's like, oh, I gotta go, Lee, I left my stove on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so and I'm, and I'm I'll like, give it. I'll be back. Okay. <laughs> I'll give Helen. it 3.5. Sorry, what did I give 3.5. it? 3.5, yeah. 3.5, yeah, 3.5. Helen. Uh, so there's things that... Um, are really nice in this when you've watched them so many times um, and obviously link them back to the second one so you've got the bit where um, Kyle says come with me if you want to live which yeah. is then said again so, so there's again, loads of really, cool. really nice things to, to watch and even if you've seen it before you're kind of like oh yeah and it, you have to pay attention to get the whole like oh yeah. you know the, the whole thing with the photograph so she gets that photograph taken and that's the one that Ed Furlong has in the second yeah. and there's all those really nice things um, but I agree it does get a bit saggy it's not as tight as um, the second one could be so I'm going to give it a four yeah I'm giving it a four um, loved it all the way through um, I was waiting for the boobs um, <laughs> the so, boobs you were denied bo- as a young yeah, boy yeah as a, as a, as good, a natu- good natural boobs in those days yep no. <laughs> not weirdly conspicuously like asymmetrical uh, symmetrical like fake boobs which became very popular in the 90s as we all know yeah. uh, that gives us an overall score of 4.35 exactly 
Um, so we're going to head over to Twitter. I think this is the biggest response, or one of the biggest responses we've had when we reached out to guys on Twitter before recording. Uh, Dane, as you chose a film, can you leave us out with um, your man here? One out of two. No, no, four and a half. Oh, four, oh, is that what it is? Oh, four and a half. Is there no half-star emojis? <laughs> four and a half topped only by T2. Mm. Fair. Uh, from B, the second one. Utterly iconic. Sorry, and that was What Were They Thinking podcast? Uh, best pick podcast? Am I, I'm reading the best pick podcast. Yeah. Right. Utterly iconic. Even the dated stop motion effects at the end can't halt this brutal and haunting thrill ride. T2 is a slicker, but this is terrifying. One, two, three, four. I think that's five stars. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was great. Best pick it, was, it, was, it was amazing. Helen. Uh, so this is coming two tweets. It's really great. Has like robots and stuff in it. <laughs> uh, and then we sort of said, oh, a little bit more and more star. Well, it has Linda Hamilton and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Michael and, Bain. Yeah, spelt differently to yeah. what we remember. Um, Michael wasn't a star at the time, nor was Linda or Arnold. So no stars. Oh, but seriously, it's a five star movie then and now. Um, Dane, these two. The best Terminator movie. The blend of sci-fi and horror is pretty much perfect. Five for sure. From B, from Top Film Tip. Uh, Sorry, that was Sudden Double Deep. Cheers, guys. Time traveling. <laughs> Sorry, stop, stop playing around with the computer screen. Time traveling pendulous. Penis flashing cyborg hunts. Mullet topped <laughs> mother of unborn hero. Synth scored perfection. James Cameron brings his fever dream to life in his genre-defining, standard-setting sci-fi classic. Another set of big stars in fire. Five, and five robots. Five, yeah. yeah, five robots or five, five fires. Five robots and five fires. Helen. So this is from Benji Box. Yeah. Is that right? I recently rewatched this on the big screen and realised it's basically John Carpenter's Halloween, only instead of the shape, it's a robot from the future. <laughs> and instead of haunting babysitters, it's haunting baby mamas. I love it so much. A perfect sci-fi horror. I can only assume they gave it five stars. Can only assume that. Yeah. Got a, uh, one more there, Dane. Uh, <clears throat> This is Liam H. Dempsey. Stripped down sci-fi horror for a thrill ride. Arnie is perfectly cast. Michael Bane is intense as fuck. The romance between Reese and Connor is surprisingly effective. Adam Greenberg crafts an impressive nightscape and the stop motion effects are fittingly creepy. Five stars. Totally agree. Also, a lot of Harley Davidson's got sold after Terminator. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and sunglasses. Yeah, and lots of sunglasses. We've got a couple more. Um, Fumbi. Uh, Cameron's fever dream of tech paranoia is as confident and kinetic today as it was 35 years ago. Special mention to the theme tune, which resulted from a machine rebellion against composer Brad Fidio. Like seven scholars. Yeah. Like it's got to be one of the best theme songs ever. I need to re-listen to it because I wasn't really paying attention really to it. You know, I'm going to listen to it Download it on Spotify. Well. So good. So um, scary. Helen, do you want to say this last one? So, so that was at Shy Guys Pod and this is last one's from Retro, Retro Rumble. Rumble Blog. Yeah. A synthetastic sci-fi horror classic with a star-making turn from Schwarzenegger and a cracking brackets official direct debut from James Cameron and we've got five schools there yeah mm. absolutely uh, amazing so a lot yeah, of so love for everyone there give them. it a five oh well there's a there's a four and a half wasn't there because mm -hmm. T2 is better in their opinion mm -hmm. um, guys can you tell us uh, briefly where you're from uh, where we can find you online and say bye to the listeners um, at Fumbi on Twitter at Fumbi Montoya on Fumbi underscore Montoya Instagram once you start typing in Fumbi it will just lead you straight to the platform don't worry about that check out Quarters Full every Friday and um, yeah doing shows and whatnot so just keep posting stay tuned to us guys and thanks for listening
Cool. Uh, first of all, thanks to uh, thanks to you, Kobe uh, and Helen, for having me. Uh, big up Fumbi as well. Uh, Fumbi is spelled Fun MBI. In case you're <laughs> with it. Uh, my name is Dane Baptiste, and uh, you can find me on Twitter under Dane Baptiste and on Instagram as Dane Snaptiste. My tour the chocolate chip uh, goes uh, will begin in 2020, um, and will be uh, more information to, uh, to follow. Uh, so look out for that. Uh, in the meantime, uh, please visit DaneBaptiste.co.uk for more gigs and for more media and for more clips. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. Very much, guys. Thanks so Thanks much for coming on. Bye. Bye. Enjoyed this episode of Flix Watcher Podcast? Why not leave us a five-star review on iTunes? You can also follow us at Flix Watcher Pod on Twitter, and we're at Flix Watcher on Instagram. Thanks as always to the mighty people for their mighty, mighty tunes and Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. If you're looking to get your podcast edited as sweet as this, get in touch with Ben and that's Rockwood, R-O-K-K Wood Audio. Tell them Flix Watcher sent you. just heard a stripped media production.